Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Welcome back to another episode of the Low Mid Podcast. It's your boy Huey Revolution. With me, as always, are my you know business partners and friends. We got my boy Ramil. What's going on, y'all? What's going on? <clears throat> and the kid Nemo the Zeus. I'm the kid today. The kid. <laughs> <laughs> there's he, a re- there's he's a reason. that kid today. He's the kid today. There's a reason why he's the kid. Nemo, why don't you tell him why you're the kid today? Well, shit. Uh, FIFA booted up Madden 20 I never played that shit before So I was like fuck it let me get right So I can get ready for this tournament Oh like how you said you never played it before <laughs> That's how you know You skill you all skill Dang <laughs> Tell him what happened Nemo Well very first play I was finna take that shit to the house 71 yards Baker Mayfield to some nigga But he oh wait no it was Baker Mayfield to Landry But that nigga fumbled it at the goal line and then FIFA ended up going up, 21 up on me. And I'm like, damn, I'm looking bad in front of everybody. So I'm like, fuck it. Let me take off this golf hat. And then we just <laughs> That was the difference, ladies and gentlemen, was the golf hat. Yeah, so then uh, we just we just focused and we were able to pull off the win. It was a very good win. We just executed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I was fine. Nemo got the dub and Madden over FIFA 247, man. And Nemo will be at the Dead End Gaming Madden Tournament September 7th. Starting September 7th, yeah. Yeah, so come out. Try to beat him, but you won't be able to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know saying? come come see me because my fourth quarter comebacks are amazing, man. You dig? You dig? Now I'm losing the fourth quarter. That's a W for low mid right there. You dig? But all right, <laughs> getting into our actual show, we have a, a a bunch of good topics and stuff lined up for you guys today. We're gonna be talking about Jay Z and his whole shit. Speaking of football and his relation with oh, shit. the NFL. <laughs> We'll be talking about um, Dave Chappelle. He's got a new stand-up special coming out. And we're going to be talking about the Oreo theory, which we'll explain a little bit later. we got our top three segment, of course, which for today is top three summer moments. Summer's coming to an end, and it's been a long-ass summer. A lot of shit has happened, so we're going to get into our most memorable moments from this summer. And after that, we're going to do our show-and-tell segment, where we bring up something that you guys may not have known about and discuss it. All right, let's, let's jump into it. Well, um, wait, 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 for for that summer moments, is it for this summer only or just all the all summers? Time. Okay, okay, okay. I thought it was all time. Oh, I, <laughs> I didn't know that. This nigga's summer was so lit that he had to put all It was three. not so lit. It was just a lot of shit happened. I, I assume we were talking about this summer. Damn, it's uh, okay. I might adjust my list. All right, but every summer of yeah, all time. Because I, right. I couldn't think of fucking... This summer, I digress. You know, okay, to too. damn. Uh, we might have slightly different types of lists, but we'll we'll, uh, get, we'll get into it. So first things first. Who wants to uh, introduce the Jay Z topic? All right. So if you haven't, oh, you you want to go ahead because you kind of like sent us the information, so I don't know that much about it. Yeah, you know I'm saying you're a football guy right now. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead, Nemo. All right. So Jay Z has expressed interest in uh, owning part of an NFL team, and with that. He was um, invited to a press conference last week, and at the press conference, they asked him, would you kneel or would you stand? And he gave them a uh, a very detailed answer. Well, first he gave them, like, a, a scoff of, like, bro, I'm tired of tired of answering this question type of scoff. And then 
He proceeded to say, I think we passed kneeling. Yeah, I think it's time to go into uh, actionable items. I think everyone knows what the issue is. <laughs> and we, we're done with that. We, 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 everyone knows what the we. You know what the issue is? You know why we were kneeling? Okay. Do you know the issue? Yeah. yeah. Do you know the issue? Yes. We all know the issue now. Okay. Next. Where are we moving on next? And I'm not again. So to be clear, for the room, I'm not minimizing that part of it because that has to happen. That's a necessary part of the process. But now we all know what's going on. What are we going to do? How are we going to stop? Because the kneeling was not about a job. It was about injustice. Let me bring attention to injustice. Everyone's saying, how are you going forward and Cap doesn't have a job? This wasn't about him having a job. A lot of people are saying because of his answer that he's a sellout. And also, do you mention that he's uh, becoming part owner? Yeah, he did. Of, he did. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, people are linking that to his answer and saying, yeah, he's he's selling out because he's saying this because he's about to uh, do business with the NFL. Okay, so at first, I didn't. I, I thought that the reason people were calling him a sellout was because of how he responded. I thought people were calling him a it's, sellout because, oh, you're not, like, addressing the issue. But I didn't know. Yeah, okay, so. Yeah, yeah it's both. That, but him being the other part of it with him um, trying to become part owner of, do you know, does anybody know which team yet? Or I don't know. All right, well, yeah, so people are tying that in saying, okay, well, you're trying to not discuss the issue because you're about to be in business with the NFL, so you can't, you know what I'm saying? And, shit, I I don't know how to feel about this one either because it's like I don't – it's Jay-Z. Jay-Z has done a lot of good things, especially in, like, more recent history for the African-American community. And for him to just, like – and especially when it comes to the NFL, and I guess that's what people are saying. Like, people are saying it looks weird for you to say – Fuck the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. but then you come back to the NFL trying to become a part owner of it. And what I think, I kind of um, think that he's trying to get in the door so he can change what's coming in and out of the door. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think, like, it's like a, I hope it's a chess move on his part, just to try to kind of play the spooky side by the door. You know what I'm saying? Kind of just getting in there so you can infiltrate the system, not change the whole thing, obviously, because that's just. Almost pretty impossible, impossible you know right now yeah but at least get some level of clout and influence that he, he already has and he get some within those circles to um you know maybe have them allocate more things to um more equal or more fair shit in the long run maybe not for the community but at least for the players you know yeah um uh, we talked about this a little bit on Is the Mic Still On? I was, you know, guest on that episode. And a lot of stuff came up that I didn't know because I didn't know that. Um, and I won't spoil what anybody else said. Y'all can just go listen to that episode to get everybody's opinions on it. But I didn't know that he had um, discouraged Jermaine Dupree from doing what he's doing now by telling him not to buy. I mean, not to uh, do this do this specific type of deal with the NFL, and then he turns around and does it himself. Now, I don't know what kind of relationship they have. Jermaine Dupree could have known that Jay was like he may have said, "Don't do it. I have an idea. This is what I'm going to do later on, or some shit." But to kind of to briefly echo a little bit of what I said on the show, it it definitely seems weird from the outside looking in mm-hmm. because we're talking about the guy that. Uh, uh, turned down Super Bowl appearance, you know, mm-hmm. for good reason. 
but and then to turn around and kind of show a little bit more of the business side. Now, this is from the outside looking in. Like, uh, we don't know what his ideas are or his plans, but it looks bad just considering you're you're now working with and profiting off of the same things that the people that we were against are profiting off of. Mm-hmm. And it's, I, I don't know, I, I, I fail to see how, um, you know, buying a team in the NFL off face value, buying into a team helps solve the problem in any way. Now, another thing I learned is that he's going to be, like, heading their the NFL's activism division or some shit like that. Yeah. So <clears throat> it it's, seems to be tied in with something that sounds good. And for, from where I stand, I'm hoping that he has, like I said, like uh, some sort of chess move or he has some plan that he's not just going to be making money and just trying to make the NFL look good just so he can make his pockets fatter. I hope if he's trying to make his pockets fatter, he's also trying to do – a lot more good than has than bad that's been done. Yeah, you know? I don't I don't really see Jay Z as that type of guy to just do an NFL deal just for the money. Uh, I would hope not. I would hope not. And he like he's he's a billionaire, and so like he he already does have like a certain mindset. He definitely has that ownership invest mentality, and that's what he preaches in a lot of his music. Um, but just speaking purely for the intangibles here, being like the reason that you didn't perform at the Super Bowl, which was you know unarmed black people getting killed by law enforcement. Like, we all know what the issue that Kaepernick was protesting, and that's what Jay-Z was talking about in that clip when he was saying, we know what the damn issue is. Like, quit circling around the fucking issue. We keep doing the same talking point, and we're not talking about solutions. That's that's kind of what I wanted to talk about. That's kind of what I wanted to address, because it seems like people are calling Jay-Z a sellout for the wrong reason, in my eyes. And from what I understand, and he's, he's trying to be like, he's trying to take a more progressive approach instead of, you know, just taking the approach that's for the shits and giggles. Like, well, would you kneel or would you stand? Well, no, nigga, let's, can we do some shit about this? Yeah. Do y'all know what the problem is? We all know what the problem is. So what is, so what's the next action? That's what I got from the video. Now, yeah, speaking on the video directly before I knew all the other stuff, and even now, I, yeah, people were getting on his case for his answer to the video, but I thought it was a pretty good response. Even if we were not talking about somebody that is buying into the NFL, I, I like that response better than what just say yeah I would kneel or I would no I wouldn't like like it's inconsequential yeah. what is that get? like yeah. yeah it's just feeding into the controversy of some you know a movement that started years ago that's we're trying to get it to go somewhere we're not just trying to keep talking about the physical aspect of actually kneeling that's not so he has a point where he's saying that's not what it was about that's not the important part the issue is police brutality we should start making strides to fix it instead of getting caught up on kneeling or not like you you know what i'm saying if fuck all that if we could fix the problem we wouldn't have to be kneeling or anything you know exactly. what i'm saying so so I, I i agree with that point of view um i agree as well in regards to the video shit sometimes we just like when you study the issue and you like that's a part of like what you are enamored with all the time like well shit we know the goddamn issue we're experiencing the issue like everybody knows why we're doing what we're doing we keep talking around the same point just wasting time he was like well let's take action and so like from that excerpt of the clip i definitely agree with you like i i agree with that point of view because at some point you just get tired of talking when the same thing has been happening you know like the same thing has been happening so let's just get to the action let's get to the solutions at this point yeah yeah and some some nfl players were asked about jay-z's comments and it seems like they think that he's approaching being a sellout too just because of the other intangibles about him. I mean, I see what people are saying from that, like, you know, like, 
you weren't trying to fuck with the NFL and make the NFL any more money, but even if you're an owner and you're making money, like it's still somebody else that's, you know what I'm saying, making money um above you most likely. So definitely. I see I see uh I see why they're saying that. I just like like everybody's kind of saying or the people who don't really see it as a, as a cold hard sellout, time will tell, you know, then I can form a more um strict opinion on you know what he's doing and everything like that, but as of right now, I, I'm not gonna call him like a sellout or a coon right this fast. I'm just kind of just gonna wait to see what he does with if he gets this. Like he said, he's like looking forward or talking with. It hasn't even officially happened yet. Yeah. So if it doesn't officially go through, then he just you know what I'm saying still goes back to Ron Nixon and do what he's been yeah. doing. You know, then it cancels out. Like I, I'm, I'll um yeah, like I said, I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt for now that he's has good intentions and hopefully good stuff comes from this just because i can't see it right now doesn't mean he doesn't like he's got the business mind he may mm-hmm. know what he's doing or whatever some shit may be going down behind the scenes so um yeah at this moment i'm not i, I won't throw him under the bus based off one thing yet until i see what comes of that now if yes, if man. he just buys into the nfl and helps them look better that's that's a discussion we can have when the time comes for that for that but for now i'm just seeing it as Okay, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> let's, see, let's see what happens yeah, with this. Yeah, let's see what happens next. And they're also kind of concerned about what what could he do for Kaepernick because, oh, right. yeah, that nigga, he hasn't been in the NFL for years. At this point, I'm questioning. Like, in, in, in Kaepernick, from the latest I heard, he still wants to play. Like, I ain't going to lie. Personally, man, all the shit that he's went through, like, he's a strong individual for just even still having that desire and that fire to play. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah. saying? Like, after that mental and emotional anguish that I'm sure he's been through, over the past couple of years of not having a job because you stood up for what you believed in, that's got to be taxing in itself. So the fact that Kaepernick still wants to play is, you know, a sign of his strength. And if he does get Kaepernick to play, you know what I'm saying, can't lie. You know what I'm saying? That's that's definitely a point for Jay-Z. That's a big point. Yeah, that'd be dope. That'd be really dope. That'd be a big middle finger to, a <laughs> lot, to like, a lot of the, the shitty people in the NFL and the fans that were – you and know, it and it'd be a, a huge assholes. sign. It'd be a huge sign of what his intentions are if he gets in that position. Yeah. What he's about to do, what he's going to do, for sure. So that's about you know. Yeah, we'll, he ain't we'll, no coon. We'll yet. see. We'll check back in on that yeah. situation. He ain't no coon yet. Yeah, I, I'm <laughs> saying coon adjacent. <laughs> I just want to see what what happens. Same. Yeah. So yeah. we're holding out on it for right now. But I, I'm still very unclear on why niggas are thinking he's a sellout. Like I, I don't think he's a sellout yet. I, I just. You know, it's just people see one little thing and they they kind of since it's honestly it's like as the black community we've seen this before, so we're kind of traumatized. Yeah. So yeah. we're like we're really we're traumatized. So it's like dang, like you, you, you kind of remind see, me of yeah, this. You start to see things that look similar. You to know what I'm saying? People before and you're who like, were sellouts oh, and you're like, oh, you became a part of the system. Yeah, okay. You know? That okay, I can understand that part. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, but we'll see what he does. Shout out Jay Z. Shout out. Um, okay, Dave Chappelle. This is Dave. He tells jokes for a living. Hopefully, he makes people laugh. But these days, it's a high-stakes game. Hmm. How did we get here, I wonder? I don't mean that metaphorically. I'm really asking. How did Dave get here? I mean, what the fuck is this? But what do I know? I'm just Morgan Freeman. Anyway, I guess what I'm trying to say is, if you say anything, 
You risk everything. But if that's the way it's got to be, okay, fine. Fuck it. <laughs> He's back, folks. Yes. Let's get into that. Watch, bro. And speaking of, I just, like, <laughs> this is going to sound, I'm going to sound so, like, lame for saying this. I just created my own Netflix account. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> I was using somebody else's for so long and they I kicked just, me off. Yeah, I got I did, got Did you create an an account just to watch the uh, the comedy specials? I mean, that was like a big reason. <laughs> but not just cuz like I mean, like that upcoming fifth Dave Chappelle special was a big reason, but shit, I, you know what I'm saying? Plus like I can do that now, so you know what I'm saying? Shit, you dig? Yeah. A little light brag. Yeah. <laughs> I can do that now. But mm. that's what's up, man, but now that you have a Netflix account, we can all anticipate the uh, the Dave Chappelle special. He's got a new special coming out on the 26th, which is the day we go back to school. We're going to need the. We're yeah. definitely going to need those laughs uh, to prepare us for the, the semester. The hills that the semester will probably bring. And the reason why Dave Chappelle, we're bringing him up, he's like, uh, I think, uh, at least to, to most. Wait, wait, what are trying to say? Let me try that again. The reason why we're bringing up Dave Chappelle is because. Among the three of us, he's, like, one of our favorite comedians, like, top tier. He He's my f- favorite comedian alive right now. And, you know, him having another special is just always good vibes, right? Mm-hmm. So with that, I wanted to use the Dave Chappelle comedy special to, like, transition to asking, like, you guys, what do you think about stand-up comedy, like, in general? Because I, I know that's, a, like, a big part of my life. I watch a lot of stand-up comedy. Um, stand-up comedy is like one of the most intriguing yet like difficult professions I can you can think of. It's such a unique field of work. Like people who are comedians, and I watch interviews of comedians, and I just get like usually if you notice, people who are comedians are just either like they're just naturally funny people. So when they're on stage, they're being like maybe an exaggerated version of themselves. And I've seen some like I saw a Cat Williams interview one time. He was so chill and just talking like low and shit. And I was just like, oh, this is like just regular cat. But on stage, he's like a different, you know what I'm saying, kind of person. So it's either one of those two. But stand-up comedy is definitely like, you know, they, like they say, laughter is medicine. You know what I'm saying? So it's the most, in, like, the one of the most intriguing fields of live entertainment. Yeah. Like, I think. I can definitely agree with, like, the laughter is medicine thing because lately – and, like, I've noticed whenever uh, I'm going through shit in life, like, just listening to stand-up can do a lot to help me. Um, and it's really, like, one of the things that's been keeping me going lately as I've just been going through life. Because it's just something, I don't know, stand-up comedy is definitely is a really intriguing form of media. Because you think about it, it's just one person on a stage for, like, an hour or more just telling stories making jokes. And I and yeah, it's really hard. I would imagine it's really hard to do, mm-hmm. but like when it's done well, I don't, it's like up there with other forms of entertainment, like yeah, it movies, is. anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> Nemo, what do you think? Um, so, so for me, uh, I used to watch a lot of stand-up comedy, and I completely agree on what you guys are saying about how amazing of an art form it is. So well, that's why. When I started diving into stand-up comedy when I was in, like, middle school or whatever, I would often magnify – not magnify. I would al- I, w- I would often um, come across Cat Williams, Chris Rock, Kevin Hart, and them shits were so fucking funny to me. But here's the thing about comedy, especially stand-up comedy that I've learned. Uh, the art of a joke 
I'm, okay, let me back up. It's, it's it's not the same thing with music. You can't really consume it more than once and have that same dopamine effect. And that's kind of what hurt me for it. Because if I try to go back to like my favorite specials, it just won't be the same. See, that's why with with stand up comedy, it's really best served like the very first time you see it. And I've been struggling a lot to find some good stand-up comedians uh, over the last few years because re- really 90s niggas haven't been they're as good. Iconic. Yeah, haven't they haven't been as iconic. That's, a, that's the There best are a few hidden say. gems. And I, I feel what you're saying. Like, it definitely, even when you hear comedians, like, do the same set twice, it kind of hurts a little bit. It's yeah. Like, Damn, like, yeah, it's like new material, like, motherfucker. Uh, come on. Um, but I think that, like, if you watch something, like, uh, if you watch another special, like, with a friend or something or some friends, mm-hmm. that, it's, like, one of those things where that can kind of get you back close to the to the first time because you're watching them react to it or whatever. But, yeah, I feel what you mean. It's, it doesn't always have a lot of replay value um, like a song, but overall it, it's really, really dope. And, it, and what hurts it is that there haven't been that many, like, really funny new guys. Exactly. See, because if it was a bunch of new guys, you could just keep subbing in. Exactly. Comedians. See, a, a lot of these Vine niggas, they're, they're a little bit too scared to go into that stand-up comedy route. So these niggas are moving into movie deals and shit. Also, they're hella corny. Yeah. Now, there are a handful of them trying to go into stand-up comedy, but they're, they're just not fine enough yet to get that comedy special that, that I've been needing. Yeah, same. We need a new generation of stand-up comics. Exactly. The youngest comic that I think is funny is probably John Mulaney, and he's like 36. <laughs> the whitest white guy of all time. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. I actually. Oh, you know what's funny? So you remember the guy from I showed you. I don't know if you saw that episode, but the barbershop episode, Bibby. I actually saw him on Dev Comedy Jam like a year or two ago before I saw him on Atlanta. Oh, wow. and he was making like I, I was like, damn. So I seen him again. I was like, oh, he's going to come up. Like he came the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? And he was funny. And like, I watch a lot of um Dev Comedy Jam clips. Yeah. Like I like I watch Def Comedy Jam just to like because like, you can look back on that and see like how many people that are big now got their start back on Def Comedy Jam, um, and it was like you know like one of the few incubation groups where we as you know black comedians and well black people black and black comedians that are you know what I'm saying that were coming up had that space you know what I'm saying where they could build an audience and build a following and you know what I'm saying that was beautiful to see in hindsight. Well, so, okay, so one question I wanted to ask is, you know, that debate of, like, you can take a joke too far? Like, oh, what's, comedy. oh, what's, there's yeah, that, what's that line? There's that divide between, like, some shit you shouldn't make jokes about, and then the other people are like, it's a comedian's job to make jokes about anything. Where, where do y'all fall on that line? I, I, I like that we're bringing this up, because uh, it, it reminds me of um, that viral video that, popped up like a month ago when like there was a stand-up comedian talking about x she made like a really bad x joke and honestly i would have laughed if the joke was funny because i like offensive shit and that shit just was not funny my god i see i think that's where i fall it's like if something's funny then it's funny yeah no matter if it's offensive or not and they're like stand-up comedy is definitely an art form like you can't just throw some shit up on a canvas. You have to meticulously craft it in a way that exactly. you have to know your audience. You have to, to um, expect there's going to be backlash with anything, but you have to craft a joke in a way that you offend. Uh, I don't know. You, it's not even try- about offending as many people or not offending. It's just about making it as funny as possible. Undeniably funny. 
because I think personally the way I look at it, it's like it's not even what you. It, sometimes it's not what you say; it's how you say it. Yeah. So it's just it's got to be funny. You could joke about anything, but it has to be funny because if it's not, then it comes off bad and it just <laughs> you know what I'm saying it falls flat and then you look really shitty. So yeah, like, yeah, you know like I mean? oh shit, and it's like you notice like those then those little in between jokes, like when the comedian cracks a joke and it might get like one or two laughs, and then they just. Yeah. And then, like, I also had the um, the experience of actually going to some comedy clubs last last summer, actually. Um, and, it's like, being in that environment where I'm seeing people just get up there and and bomb. And, bomb and I feel it because I'm just like, fuck, dude. Like, and then it was like, but it was like certain, I don't know, like, setting up a joke in itself as an art form is very difficult. And, like, it's... Like, you go into it, especially with new comedians coming up, like, with any new form of entertainment, you're just going in, like, um, okay, my expectations are not for you to be, like, the next fucking Richard Pryor, you know what I'm saying? But I'm objective about what you're about to do. I'm giving, like, you know what I'm saying? Trying to get hyped for it. So, but seeing that shit in the comedy club, you know what I'm saying? Ain't gonna lie, that shit. That shit was the feels, man. (laughs) That shit gave me the feels for them. I ain't even the one that was fucking up. (laughs) And I felt that shit. Have either one of y'all considered like that y'all would do it? I might think y'all are like funny enough to do it. I don't think I'm funny enough to do it, but I've thought about it. Like I've been watching a lot of stand up comedy lately, and I'd be like, it looks like it could be fun if you're doing well. Yeah. And I know a part of it is like bombing, but I don't know. It, it looks like it would be fun. I might try it one day. Yeah. You see, know what I'm saying? my humor isn't really for stand up comedy. It's it's for that conversational comedy. Yeah, conversational. I feel humor. You. Like situational comedy situational comedy and some people and like to me like you know like some comedians who are like they're great comedians (laughs) but they're not great actors i could see nemo being a funny stand-up comedian i guess you would appeal to a certain dry audience yeah what the fuck that's how he delivers the joke punchline and everybody just starts laughing (laughs) kind of like and dry humor is what's in right now like your dude that you just named laney he has very dry humor jared carmichael is like dry humor and so is hannibal bears so like they're they're like I, I think I think Carmichael's funny and like his show was all right. And you think he's corny or something? I don't. I don't. I've only seen like maybe one clip of him stand up, but I thought his show was pretty bad. Personally, I thought it was. It was like not. I like. I don't know. It wasn't terrible. It just wasn't. It was okay. I didn't watch like the show consistently. Yeah, it was, it was like generic. Some of the okay. themes. Some yeah. It was yeah. It was it was kind of generic. I mean, I don't know. Some was, of the themes the were cool. End for me, some of the themes that they tackled it, was yeah, cool. Yeah. It, it was like one of those shows where it's like kind of a throwback. Actually, kind of feels like. Yeah, yeah. It just didn't do anything different. I guess is what. Did I'm you like him say. in mid nineties? That little, the little like he was all right. <laughs> he was all right. Yeah, but you know, dry humor's in. So hopefully. I'm saying that shit'll work if you got dry humor. Yeah. Now, who was that nigga that you were showing us the other day? Oh, this this uh, he's a, I guess he's a younger comedian, Josh Johnson. I only discovered him like a few days ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't seen any. I don't think he. I don't know if he has any full specials. I only saw like a few of his stand up bits on YouTube, and the ones where he's not like on the Kimmel show or like the show where a bunch of white people in the audience are funnier. But yeah, he you know. He has some, he has some, like I said, he's like a C plus, B minus comedian. He's got some good jokes, but also he has some that are like kind of dry. Do y'all think that with that, like, let's say like this, you know, we have this conversation all the time, this politically correct age, do you think like comedians at the, in their purest form have been kind of shackled from maybe telling on the cutting edge jokes or telling jokes Mm. that 
You know what I'm saying? Because even when we make jokes, we might be like, oh, no, that's fucked up. Because then you'd be like, man, no, that shit was funny. So even us, we're overthinking ourselves now, making certain jokes. I mean, I think that definitely plays a factor into media in general. Like, you can't put certain stuff in shows. And there's a way you can think about it. You have to, first off, you have to write something that's like, I I don't know how how to say it, but you have to craft it in such a way that it's not just offensive like, you know what I'm saying? It has, yeah. to be, it has to be smart at the end of the day. It can't just be a, a fucked up joke that you just throw out there like you're at a party or something. You know what I'm saying? You you got to, when it comes to, like, writing, people expect more from you. Like, you're talking about, like, our form of art, like making a show or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know, because so many people are going to view it, and there's, like, such a, a big audience for that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if if I'd say it's, stunted them because to me the funniest comedians haven't changed that much to be honest like Dave Chappelle Cat Williams it's not I don't think they're really saying much different they're still as funny as ever they're just they're just saying shit in a different way they just have different material to work with they still have that same intangible way that they do their same energy you can talk about anything it's just the way you do it you yeah, know what I'm saying? And you got to also you got to know your crowd. You I'm can't about to say, just yeah, say some shit. Yeah. To, you, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You have to know your crowd and know your craft. Right. If you know your craft intensively more than anything, no matter what age of entertainment that you are involved in, you can be successful. Like Dave Chappelle's a great example of that, like with this fifth special and the other specials that he did because he was hot in the early 2000s and then, you know, was off for 10 years or I mean, was off quit the show and then was still but he was still doing stand up in between that time so people was he was still just getting seasoned and Godfrey who I was watching an interview with the other of interview of the other day saying like because you know they were talking about him and Vlad were talking about Eddie Murphy possibly coming back for another stand up special like that's been in the news like that Eddie Murphy's planning to come back mm-hmm. and Eddie Murphy hasn't done fucking stand up in 30 plus years yeah so they were saying like Godfrey was like comedy is some shit that you have to practice all the time like it has to become a part of you you know what I'm saying and I, we'll see how Eddie Murphy does the comeback if he decides to do it. But that was interesting, too, like how comedians really felt like they're entrenched in it all the time. Yeah, I guess you'd have to be because you got to keep adapting with the times or what's relevant, what's recent, you know. You yeah. want to hear jokes about shit that's, that's going on now. Yeah. So, but overall, stand-up comedy is very, very, very difficult. But when you watch it, it can be one of the most rewarding experiences and, you know what I'm saying, if it's done right. Somebody that you like, I agree. Especially if it's done right. <laughs> now, what's your favorite uh, special of all time? God, whoa, fucking question of my life. Oh shit. <laughs> um, do you have one of you? One of the Richard Pryor ones. I don't remember He's, the name. Damn, he said one of them. Um, I guess one of the ones I really liked early on was a uh, "For What It's Worth" by Dave Chappelle, and the other one he had um, when he was talking about. I forgot which one it was called. Oh, no, Killing Them Softly. I like that one a lot, too. Uh-huh. So probably some Dave Chappelle special. I can't give you a definitive answer. That shit hard as fuck. Yeah, off the top of the head, that's hard. That's hard as fuck. What about you, Neem? Mo. <laughs> <laughs> now, now Johnson's going to hate me for this one. But it's oh definitely... <laughs> <laughs> I think we all know what's coming. It's definitely the Kevin Hart one. Get the <laughs> oh wait no I ain't gonna I told you I told you I watched the last special right Irresponsible I ain't gonna lie I ain't gonna lie Which Kevin Hart one? Now that's a good question I haven't seen the most recent one Have you seen the most recent one? Irresponsible? That shit was not funny uh, <laughs> <laughs> It was kind of funny It wasn't bad uh, It's either the one where he was at 
the Mercedes. I mean, not Mercedes. He was. It was either the one where he was at the Madison Square Garden, or the one that was back in like 2008 where he pointed out Shaq in the crowd. It's, oh, well, LeBron between, was dying. I remember that. We said, "This how Shaq fall." Yeah. And he was like, <laughs> 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 "Oh, are you talking about one of the ones where he had the fire on the stage? You talking about that one? One is one of those, or yeah. the it's between those. Two. All I remember is I watched. I forget which Kevin Hart special, and I didn't laugh once. <laughs> and his style of comedy doesn't appeal to everybody because he has like very silly kind of comedy. He doesn't really do like so much thought provoking and storytelling comedy yeah. like a Dave Chappelle or Richard Pryor does. But he's like he has, his, a, he has a gimmick. Yeah, he has he has a gimmick, and I mean it's working for him. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> to me, he's like the to me he's like the Drake of comedy or some yeah, shit. Yeah, I feel like if you're the biggest, I don't know. <laughs> Go ahead. What you, what, what? If you're like the biggest comic in this climate right now. I mean, I, I feel like that waters your jokes down a bit. You know what I'm saying? To appeal to the widest mass of people, to like little so they're kids, like pop jokes, little kids. <laughs> yeah, like little kids love Kevin Hart and shit. Like, you know what I mean? he he'll watch me wit, watch me nene kind of comedian. Well, shit, I was in middle school when I discovered that nigga's comedy. So, yeah. and we had a friend who was in hindsight very heavily influenced by Kevin Hart, yeah. and just because he would Kev keep, Junior, he could probably relate to like you know what I'm saying that he probably had a bit of a Napoleon complex. He definitely did. Wait, are you talking about the cowboy nigga? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Yeah, we're talking about it. You know. But, yeah, so, you know, but overall, you, you guys, you, you, I know you love stand-up comedy. Nemo, yeah, I love you it. love it or just like it a lot? Uh, I like it. I just wish it were it were better nowadays, maybe. So, like, okay. Just one last quick point off this. Like, so out of the comedians that the younger generation comedians that you've been kind of coming up on and getting familiar with, out of the ones you've seen so far, who do you think is like the most likely to become like the next? Just out of the ones that you've seen lately, like if you had to pick one out of the new ones, zero, none zero, of them, none of them, all of them, none are of them are that status. There are a few that are pretty funny, but it's like oh, it's not, it's could not, be that status. They had that potential. I, I don't see it from anybody oh, okay. yet. I don't see it. Yeah, I don't see it either. Maybe, maybe, ha ha, Davis. Maybe, because oh. he's really don't he's he's really like the best Vine nigga doing stand up comedy right now. Haha, ha, he's pretty funny. He's I don't pretty think funny. he's funny at all. <gasps> you don't think he's fun- wait 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 which one? He ha, definitely ha, funny than Fat Boy. Which one's Haha ha, ha, Davis? Um, what's his little cash phrase? Big fella. Okay, he has okay, multiple. No, that's not what no, no, it's that's um. About. Oh my gosh, he what's has, the other one? He has Big Fella and he has um. Fun- this is what? beyond me. Nah, him. Wait, nah, hold up. Beyond, I'll, wait. I'll look up this nigga. Wait, well, okay. What's that one catchphrase? He has that one popular one that, that yeah. all the old heads are saying now. All oh my gosh, what is it? Shannon Sharp says it. Oh my gosh, what is it? It's not this is beyond me. It's uh, damn, that shit's on the tip of my tongue. It's bro. in every, it's in every song too now. <laughs> um, bro, what is it? Oh, she got to work, work. Oh, yeah. I got to wait. Something like that. But like the double word thing was like an Instagram thing. Like that wasn't his catchphrase, was it? It, it was started by him. I mean, well, he brought it back. I oh, was about to say, Black people, we've been saying that shit forever. It was there's, something okay. else that he said. There's though. this one dude that's pretty funny that I found out about off Instagram. Ryan Davis. He's pretty funny. Oh, yeah. I know him through Vlad TV, kind of heavy set guy. Yeah, dark yeah. skin. Yeah, yeah, Ryan Davis. Oh, yeah, yeah, pretty, yeah. He always seems funny. happy and chilling, laughing and yeah. shit. He's pretty funny. Is he the one that had that uh, that white face on at one time? Or was that somebody no, else? No, that was Daylit. God damn. <laughs> that was a rapper. That was Daylit. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> if you're talking about the Vlad TV interview. Yeah. Yeah, that was Daylit. With the blonde wig. Yeah. That was Daylit. Definitely go watch that if y'all haven't. That show was crazy. But, yeah, Ryan Davis is cool. Um, what was Big? I know I know he's Big Fella. I know that's one of them. But it was another one. 
it's the biggest one, and we can't think of that shit. But yeah, he. I never thought he was like that funny. I don't think his Instagram videos are that funny. I haven't seen his stand up, so I can't judge like that. I guess. Oh wait, okay. I, th- I think it's like gas man, gas man. Yeah, that's me. Or some. He says that sometimes, something like that. <laughs> wait, he 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 be playing like he be doing like playing like your old uncle and shit, and he be doing like them type of skits, right? Sometimes. Oh, but speaking of niggas like that, that nigga called me Rennie. I thought he was going to be fire as fuck, but I don't know what happened this year. I have never heard of who that is. Uh, you never heard of Rennie, bro? Oh, Man. Rennie? Oh, you're yeah. talking about Rennie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I heard of Rennie. Rennie, he got big, and I mean... Man, I don't know what happened to him, yeah, bro. That nigga had a YouTube channel. Rennie was a whole meme for a while. Yeah. Damn. Why the f- That was him with Why the Fuck You Lying? Nah. That wasn't him. That, that was the other dude. That was another dark skin dude. My bad, dark skin family. But <laughs> but that nigga Reggie Coos, yeah, he was fire as fuck too. You know who that is? Yeah, I know who that is. He I don't funny. remember that. Come on, you know Reggie Coos. Or yeah, Reggie Cuz or whatever his name is. I might need a reminder, but you know, yeah. Yeah, or no. Yeah, that Long story short, we're looking anyway. forward to that Dave Chappelle special, baby. We're yeah. looking forward to that. We need that. Okay. What's the final topic, bro? Um oh yeah. So um I don't know if you know, if you're a listener. I don't know if you experienced this. I know somebody who has. But I was just doing a lot of thinking, and I was like, it's kind of crazy how we have this dynamic where, um, let's say you're a black kid who grew up in a you know predominantly white environment, and so then you take on a lot of the same energy as the white people that you were around and stuff like that. So then, like a lot of the some of the black community uses this term Oreo. No, we all know Oreo means you know black on the outside, white on the inside. <laughs> so oh, this is what that is. Yeah. So like the people say that's like oh you're an Oreo or something like that because like a lot of black people just can't relate to you even though you're black or can't relate to the things that you might be interested in because like you weren't in that environment, you know what I'm saying? So I just wanted to, you know, introduce that as a topic of discussion. Like, have you guys ever met anybody like that or, like... That you know or, I thought was an Oreo? Yeah, I've been, or... I've been called that once. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure a lot of people have been called that at least once. I've never I, been called an Oreo. I don't think I've ever been called one. I'm pretty sure I was viewed as one. Yeah. People used to say I talk white all the time. That but shit I, is so annoying, bro. It is annoying, but... I never felt like an Oreo. I ne- I just felt like myself. I never felt like I was trying to be white or talk white or nothing. Mm-hmm. I was just being me. You know what I'm saying? And I don't, I don't, it's a lot of shit. Like, uh, we definitely knew people that were like Oreos, cowboys and whatnot. <laughs> At the time, we, we don't And I didn't to, even view him as an Oreo. Like At the time, but when you think about it, it kind of was. Yeah, and I say he kind of was. Like, you know, there's some black people out there defending the Confederate flag and all this type of shit that we've known. Yeah, and it was kind of weird at the time, and then you kind of think about it. You're like, that's kind of some Oreo stuff because <laughs> maybe you, you know, are and in it's a sp- situation where you hang it like hang it like if you fucking play hockey your whole life or something. You're yeah, you get in a situation where you try to fit in too much. Yeah, man. and I, you know, I just I don't feel like I just ever had that kind of spirit to try to fit in that badly. Same. Yeah, I just was you just being you. We yeah, just got to be ourselves. To be you know? honest, we've known the people that were Oreos, and it's a little weird. It's a little off-putting. And because, yeah, I mean, um, I'm a bad, but I didn't mean to like, like for me, like, cause okay, I had a cousin, you know, what I'm saying who I knew like kids from like Woodward. So this is what I'm thinking <laughs> that people are thinking when they mean Oreos, like a black kid, or you know, what I'm saying who's like, you just can't, you just can't identify with certain aspects of what is typically um, perceived as black culture. 
right. like for a black kid to be like, oh, I, like I don't listen to rap. Like I like, you know, what I'm saying rock and roll or whatever. Like a whole bunch of like average black people are going to be like, oh, that's like, oh, you're an Oreo. Like, what do you like? That's like I can relate to you on as far as culture and stuff like that. And like even in our generation, a lot of black kids who skateboard are called by some other kids. Like, oh, you're like that's some white people shit, or that's like that's some white kid shit or whatever. And to me, it's just like, you know, if that's what you were, that's what your environment was, and that's what you just happen to be influenced by, you shouldn't feel limited by your color when it yeah. comes to what you can like. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, I don't. So I don't. For me, I never viewed Oreos as people that like shit like that because like I like stuff like that. Like I like skateboarding and stuff. I just view people as an Oreo if I felt like they were like almost offended if you you called them black or something. You know, like I just think of like niggas with cardigan sweaters and. Uh, like Carl, like Carlton from Fresh Prince, uh, like a bat, a little worse than Carlton. <laughs> yeah, worse, worse than Carlton worse because they're like, uh, how do I explain it? Just self-hating type shit. Like, so that's cooning. Yeah, yeah, yeah coon. Because so that's I, why I lumped those together. That's what I, I don't, thought I don't, it was I don't, too. I don't lump those together because I feel like an Oreo is just because well, a coon. Sometimes it's like you might know what it is to be right, and you choose to just do that for personal benefit. I'm saying like you could just be being I, yourself, and you're like, I don't know why people are I calling think me of this. Oreos is like snooty coons. Like rich, bougie coons. black, ki- yeah, like bougie black bougie kids, coons or something. <laughs> bougie coons. Yeah, okay, they can be that now. Like we, we definitely knew somebody else like that in our college life, but yeah, that's what I was. Thinking. Yeah, I know. that's what I think of when I think. Yeah, of that's like, a, that's you know what I'm saying. That's along those lines. Borderline coon Oreo. Yeah, but I've known kids who like, like from the way that they talk. Like I've known black kids and been around black kids through family members who went to like private schools and like people just around status in class. Yeah, who just lived a different lifestyle. So. It's not really like they're trying to – that's just the lifestyle that they know. That's all they know. So, like, with certain black kids that I've been around where I went to read in, so I'm around private school black kids, even though, like, there is a difference in how we, like, talk, the shit that, like, our expectations, everything, like, the you people, all that shit. So it's kind of like, you know what I'm saying, like, either the way they talk or, like, their topics of the conversation I really couldn't relate to. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like I'm coming from public school, a mostly black public school. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's like trying to – bridge that gap and trying to be like okay well where's that cultural similarity that we can talk that we usually have as black people it's kind of harder to find that with people who aren't from the same environment as you in any case yeah true true so you know i just thought that was interesting because it seems to be something that just a lot of black kids like i don't like anybody just like being shamed for who they just being genuinely who they are because yeah. it's not your fault, so to speak. It's not fault. It's just your environment and what you just happen to like. I don't care who you are, but or like <laughs> what you. What you <laughs> You'll fuck about who you are, though. Give, but like or like what you act like. I I just only care. like if you don't care about black issues or something, or if you're like all lives matter type nigga. That's when we have a problem. I'm like, oh, you're a coon. You're an Oreo. Like you're intentionally not looking at shit. So that you can feel like you fit in and there's no racism type shit. Those are the type of people that I think of like Oreos. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, uh, racism doesn't exist anymore. That's yeah. A, like, that type of person. Fuck. That that could very well be somebody who's an Oreo for sure. Yeah. So, but you know, I just thought. But it was what, do, what do y'all consider an Oreo in the Discord? Let us know. Yeah. Because I'd be interested to hear a whole bunch of different perspectives. And, if, you, and if you've ever been called one. You know what I'm saying? Because. I just thought that was interesting because that, that's how you know this is literally based in just environment, the human and element of the environment that you're in, not just, oh, you're black, so you got to be like this, or you're white, so you got to be like this. Because they could say that same, like, the term wigger is the reverse of Oreo. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, they call it a, a white dude who, 
quote unquote axe black. Oh, this wigger right here. Eminem got that early on, and that's supposed to be good. And that yeah, was yeah, to yeah, validate some want, them. Yeah, yeah. Some white people view that as being a good thing. Some people want to be a wigger. They want to be down with the crew. They're like, don't fuck nobody. Yes. Shit, I guess some black people want to be Oreos. Then I never heard of no black people wanting, wanting to be Oreos. Yes. They Why just would they tell us. No, I'm saying they wouldn't tell us that they wanted to be an Oreo. They'd tell their white fucking. Friends. It might be subconsciously. I've never heard a black kid say, "I want to be an Oreo." So is Daniel Caesar an Oreo? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Uh, dun, dun, dun. Is Daniel Caesar an Oreo? I don't know. I don't know much about him. I know that I know, you probably referring to that that statement that Based he made. That video. Yeah. yeah. First off, isn't that nigga from Canada? So that, <laughs> <laughs> he was like, he's already at a disadvantage. I mean, so wait, so that nigga, he's made out of Oreo chips ahoy. His opinion on American stuff doesn't fucking matter because he didn't even grow up here. So fuck out of here. So I don't know oh, what he, I don't know what he is, but he's uninformed when it comes to race, yeah. He just it's the environment in America. The sure. environment. He might be just. I little... don't know what the fuck it's like in Canada, so I'm not gonna say anything about Canada and be like, it's you know what I'm saying I don't fucking know. I know there's racism everywhere. For sure, but I don't know what it's like in Canada. Shit, it may be a lot better. People seem to like trout Canada as this better place, this better version of America. They they, they seem to do that. They Y'all do have the cold weather. Yeah, you can yeah. Have that one. But I do want to visit one day eventually. But yeah, so you know, I just thought that'd be if an it's so much topic better. Discussion. Why are there fucking celebrities keep coming here? I guess I guess for entertain I guess for entertainment purposes, well, the United hey, States might still be hey, better okay in that regard. Then. But so it's better than socially. <laughs> who knows how the vibes are like. <laughs> Socially, who knows what the vibes are like? And I've heard that, like, in different countries, like, even though, like, we do acknowledge that there's racism everywhere, of course, in different countries, they do view us differently because they have a different experience just watching us through a different perception. So that's interesting. But, yeah, I just brought brought up the conversation just really to kind of just shed light on, like, it's just about environment and just experiences, you know what I'm saying, that shape people. It's not, like, just because, like, and I know sometimes I've talked to some, some Oreo kids <laughs> or some kids who might have been called oreos and they just are really like confiding in me that they're like not ashamed of not being really able to relate to black people as much as they might might have wanted to but they're just saying like yo i just like i wish i could but if i don't know like, nothing about that I shit wish i can't I could that's how they say yeah it. <laughs> i wish i could no, relate I to her. dude i man <laughs> no less than 30 dollars on a meal dude like it's it's not like and they're really getting frustrated about it and I just explained to them like it's not your like if you grew up in an environment that yeah, was man. you could have been like the most gangster person or the most Oreo person just depending on your environment yeah it, it, people are gonna say shit regardless it's it, you can't get out of that like yeah people, people say, talk shit say I talk white like every year like twice a month people said that in, in high school, school. <laughs> yeah people said that in high school they just what stare the at me like they're like bewildered for a second and be like where you talk white fuck bye that shit's <laughs> shit so annoying. Like that shit's so annoying being rejected by your own hood, by your own niggas, bro. Like, and it's down to the fucking. It's more annoying level. when it's like people around you that you feel. Like, I feel like talk like me too. Nobody's calling them out. Exactly. <laughs> and that's I'm a- like, what about this cowboy nigga over here? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody calling him out because he on the fucking football team or whatever. You know what I'm you saying? Know what I'm saying? <laughs> and like for me, I've never, I've never gotten like. I talk white, but I've gotten like, oh, you speak well, or you so talk proper. Up. That's why we have a deep yeah. voice. Nah, we have a deep yeah, ass it's, voice. It's, yeah, it's you, you're from Chicago, voice, so it's different. My voice was deep. I'm not from there. If but. your voice is deep, <laughs> you can say whatever you want, and it sounds like gangster. Not holy anyway. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, see, it's about tone of voice too. It's not even like how you speak. Of, like some somebody voice could be lighter than yours, and they're like, man, what you talking about, Dow? What you talking about, nigga? <laughs> 
That's like they from the hood, but their voice is lighter. So <laughs> it's all about like you know too. people judge you off every little minuscule thing about yourself. Yeah, so I always felt like that Earl lyric. Too black for the white kids and too white for the blacks. That's why always you're always like Mister in the middle because you can't relate to a certain like we can relate to being in the middle because around a certain group of black folks you can't relate to them, but around a certain group of white folks you're not gonna be able to relate to them either. So you're just kind of yeah man middling all the yeah, time man, pretty in much. some ways. You know what I'm saying? So. That's just, that's just real shit, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that was, that was just a conversation. Oh, and... What are y'all opinions on actual Oreos? I mean... I don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it's... I, man, only, it's, get, it's, I only get the double stuff ones. <laughs> on, on actual Oreos? I don't yeah. like them either. <laughs> Dang, y'all don't like Oreos? No, I don't bro, like Oreos like that. Man, get, but like niggas, cookies and cream stuff is I. Y'all gotta get the double. Weirdly enough, you are what you eat, bro. You gotta I'm get the double. You, <laughs> you gotta get the. Du- I had to catch on like two seconds later. <laughs> you, you have to get the double stuffed guys. <laughs> guys, that probably tastes better. Double stuff. That probably tastes better. I don't know. I don't like the cream or none of that. Oh, I feel you. And then growing up, I always felt kind of weird because like they would always have Oreos at parties and shit. Or like I'm like I don't like them. <laughs> like, but yeah, you know. Me too. Hey, it is what it is. Um, now, have y'all yeah. ever had a moment where you would hang out with a group of white people and then hang no. out with a black? <laughs> 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 I was about to say I've never done. I've never gotten that fucking far before. <laughs> Shit. Okay, go ahead. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. When you would hang out with a group of white people and then you hang out with a group of black people and then you you immediately feel some type of way. Explain. As far as like what? Explain. How they're treating you? As far as like yourself like as far as like uh realizing where you belong i should say no no because i've never i've never really hung around with that many white people i i never had like a group of friends of any race like that anyway i like i I really felt like i just didn't fit in any either one of those i couldn't see myself uh nah not since i was in like fourth grade but then i was going to private school with a bunch of other oreos like me and shit was it wait? So I meant to ask you about that, and that's part of why I brought the conversation up. I was like, "Well, yeah, you went to private school, so like your experience in private school compared to your public school experience, like was it? I know it was probably more white people at your private school. Nope, it was I more went black to an all black private school. Oh, so. word. Yep. And you know what's funny? I ain't gonna lie. Before I knew him, I just, I, I I'm just gonna, I assumed that you had went to private school. <laughs> and I just happened to be right. So if you caught on, how much? Of course, all the mother reading kids caught on. Cause, yeah, but nigga, I could relate to you more because I, I'm I like, came I... to school my first day with my fucking shirt tucked into my pants. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Oh shit, niggas in our school was sagging and shit. Talking about some who? Niggas like, prep school nigga. Fuck is this weird ass nigga? <laughs> then I was like, hi guys, I'm Jihad Brent. I ugly. You were being all nice and shit, yeah, and like what niggas the fuck was like, going on with this bitch? What, are, what is wrong with you, dog? But so, fuck them, though. Yeah, for real. And, like, a lot of times, man, people just play all into, like, they think they can say certain shit or that you're going to, you're a type of person or whatever. People just yeah, make bro. all types of type. People preconceived notions, but I just thought that was funny. I did assume all being probably erroneous that did, you did go to private I school. I did go so. to private school. So Hey, fuck it. You know. <laughs> it was really, really cool. You liked it there? <laughs> yes, I did. Except so, for, like, one teacher that tried to get me kicked out. But see, your experience was different because a lot of black kids that go to private school usually don't go to all black ones. I, yeah. From my, from what I've heard from them, yeah, like that was unique. You went to it's great, not bro. It's great, it's not private. I, I went from private school to charter school to public school. So how was charter school? It was cool. Was it that was, mostly white or black? That was mostly black kids. I went to Lathon- Academy of Latonia. Oh, okay. So yeah, your environment was just a lot different than just the regular person who yeah. went to and then public pub- school. Public school was just a hard stop. I was like, fuck. <laughs> 
I was I used to wish I was like, damn, I wish I would have just started at public school so I so, could be fit in more. <laughs> but then I was like, nah, fuck it. Your experiences make you. Mm-mm. I'd rather just be myself. Yeah, and I I understand that, and that's my whole point of the conversation was just to bring up the fact that like, cause like my da- I told my dad about this, and my dad tried to bring up like certain like other groups of other races that may have this problem, but what he was talking about was like mostly elitist of cultures who don't want to identify with the poorer class or certain certain types of people like elitist, you know what I'm saying? Whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about a situation where somebody's like they feel bad or they feel like it's not their fault why they can't relate. They just can't relate. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So yeah. it's not that I don't want it, to or I dislike yeah. it. I just don't know it. In that case, it's just like, just be yourself. It's nothing you can do. Just be yourself. It's other people like you out there, other people that are different from you that will respect you. Because I don't really care who you are. It's just all about respect. Yeah, you know opinion. what I'm saying? And if it's, it's a lot of people in this world that you are going to see eye to eye with and that some people that you ain't going to fuck with at all. That's just part of being human. Yeah. So, you know, that was just the conversation. That shit was nice. I fucked with that. That was a nice dialogue. <laughs> so we Top are on time. two summer moments, and I barely have a fucking list. And my list <laughs> is going to be completely different. My list is going to be the list from this summer because I didn't understand the rules. All right. So um, so summer moments of all time. Um, and They didn't say all time in the chat, just so everybody. I, it was it was, I, I, it was an implication to just me. Just so everybody doesn't think I'm stupid. No, 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 no. Like, I can see how you misinterpreted <laughs> it, but I just automatically went to all time because we didn't put a year on it. So, you I know feel what I'm saying? you. Because um, that would have been a very different list. But, I yeah. went to all time because this summer was trash. Man, this summer has been. Well, most I, of them are pretty trash. But yeah. 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 I'll start off at number three, I guess. Okay. I'll, um, I guess I'll go second. Okay. So. To be honest, when I was, I had, my, I don't, I've been very, very, very just, you know, thinking about a lot of shit lately. So when I was just thinking about this list, um, I kind of just tailored my list to more so like, like overall experiences and times as opposed to like maybe specific moments that I could remember because I couldn't remember any specific moments, but I remember like, like situations and experiences that I had during the summer. So my number three, uh, my number three summer moment was it's going to be um two of them i was in chicago and i used to go to chicago a lot growing up as a kid during the summertime and i remember when we went to the taste of chicago and that was really fun because you know what i'm saying i'm fat as fuck i like food and shit and i never even knew like things like this existed where you just go to a park and you just eat shit for free all fucking day and I was like, and I was like maybe seven or eight years old. My grandfather took me, and my sister, and my dad went or whatever. And then we just walked around, had a good time and stuff like that. And I remember my dad like let me sip like a, a some a little bit of Bud Light. You feel what I'm saying? <laughs> so that shit was cool, man. Um, yeah, like that was like that was what I looked to summer the most for as a kid was going to Chicago. So like <clears throat> that those those time or that time going to the I think we went maybe another time too, but definitely the first time we went. Um, I um, can say that that's definitely like one of my favorite summer moments because that was cool trying to see all the food and just being outside and with music and energy and just positive t- vibes and shit. So that's my number three. That's what's up. Yeah, bro. Okay. <laughs> so my <laughs> third best moment or third m- most memorable moment from this summer. All right. So I, I helped part of my family move across the country to California. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm about to cry. And this moment is about the actual – two days it took us to pack up the house and actually move. Mm-hmm. 
so it started off as like the worst weekend ever because it was a lot of shit to do and you know what I'm saying it was some people not doing their part and stuff like that but the reason why this is um a memorable moment is just because like the relief that I felt and like how good I felt after we actually got everything packed up in the van on top of the car or whatever yeah and was actually like driving to California looking back at the house you know having that little memorable walk through when you're like oh you know what I'm saying this is where I used to sleep now I'll never be here again and shit. Mm-hmm. It was just one of those moments. And I, I don't think I'll ever forget that experience of fucking boxing up stuff with my brother, taking breaks, eating pizza, just talking about what is California going to be like for him. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Oh, damn. You know what I'm saying? That's my number three. Damn, bro. I feel that. Damn. I just visualized that as like a scene with y'all on the porch. <laughs> <laughs> like that mid '90s scene, y'all just sitting. Yeah, you got a grown ass man now, kid. <laughs> Some big bro, little bro shit, but that's beautiful, man. That's beautiful. Thanks, bro. <laughs> um, so for my top three, uh, all right, number three is uh, it's probably when I lost my virginity for real this time. <laughs> bro, I was. Uh, oh my gosh! Yes, bet. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, it happened summer 2015. Uh, it was like a few a few weeks after my uh, my 17th birthday. This time. <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah, it was a few weeks after my 17th birthday. I had linked up with an ex, and um, she came to the birthday party right and surprised the fuck out of me. Uh, and then at at the end, I was like, "You should take my virginity." And then she was like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> this is number three. Yeah, this, this, this is number three. It gets better than this. Oh shit, this is cool." Okay, so you said you should take my virginity. She said, "Oh yeah." Um. Well, she didn't necessarily say, "Oh yeah." She said, "Yeah, I will." And she wrote me a paragraph <laughs> about how excited she was. Whoa. Oh, okay. Bet. 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 So, uh, like two days after school lets out. It was Memorial Day, and she was like, yeah, come through. And I was like, oh, yeah. So I get on Marta, happy as fuck, and keep in mind, her her house is like, okay, so, like, if you if you live in Atlanta, and you know how fucked up Marta is. Yeah, bro. She, she lives on the outskirts of Atlanta, so you already know that shit takes about three hours. Burbs? In the burbs somewhere? Hey, man, it's yeah, worth it. Okay. In the burbs. <laughs> in this and, situation. And Clay Cole. Yeah. Oh, and Clayco. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you already know that shit far. So, um, what I did was I went to the train station. I rode like thirty minutes to the train station, and then I rode an hour on the bus. I met up with her. Oh wait, wait, no. The bus took me to this mall, and then, um, I met up with her like at the mall, and then we walked about an hour to her house. Because yeah, Marta's like that. <laughs> Brad, I bet that was the most. That was the longest hour of his life. Yeah, I know. What the fuck. <laughs> Y'all yeah. fucking up. Y'all fucking me over right now, dog. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> that shit was that shit was weird because it was it was late as fuck and it was raining and shit. I still had to be home. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh damn! So by the time we finally get to that's her, how it is when you're young, like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I gotta be home by like a good line. All right, keep going. So we get to the house and I see her sister in the living room and I haven't seen her since. Well, yeah, I haven't seen her in like five, six months. So when I see her, she makes his face, and I awkwardly make a face back. 
and and then we just go upstairs and then yeah and then after that she uh we basically got back together and i that might and then i basically spent like two more years with her oh wow that's the, that's a hell of a number three yeah i'm saying Man, it's only summer twenty fifteen was. See, bro, now I'm contemplating if I should tell my man. If you don't go lifelong, who gives a fuck, man? We come on, <laughs> got, man. Yeah, if you feel it in your spirit, all right, fuck it. I'll, I'll tell mine's after. I might. I'll, I'll see. Yeah, that my was, virginity story. The only reason why that's only a number three is because getting back together with her was probably a mistake, mm-hmm. but I don't really regret it because it's in the past. You dig? You know, and it kind of helped you probably grow. You know Unfortunately, yeah, it's you know. I every, feel you. God damn. All right, All so right, number two. Um, damn, my number two. Shit. Okay, my number two. Um, again, more so like moments and experiences than a specific like occurrence. Like the summer, um, I think I was in eighth grade, and I was still staying on the east side. Uh, <laughs> I, I was. <laughs> All right. Hey man. Oh shit. Oh shit. So. I was, you know, like, if y'all don't know, I like basketball. I love basketball. Like, it's part of who I am. Like, it's really one of my hobbies that I really love to do and stuff. So, um, around this time, I was just really starting to take basketball seriously as, like, an outlet. Um, And I was, like, 13. And I remember um, I was going to read at middle, and it was the summertime. I remember just being outside, shooting hoops and playing football or whatever. And then it was, like, this girl that had just moved next door to me. And, like, I was still at that age where I, I didn't acknowledge my crush or didn't acknowledge the fact that I had a crush on somebody because I was still in that mindset of, like, no, like, I don't like her. Like, what you mean? I don't like her. But then, like, you know what I'm saying? The hindsight, I did, you know what I'm saying, kind of fuck with her I guess a little so. bit. So that was kind of cool. Just, like, we would, you know, be outside throwing the football and stuff and just, you know what I'm saying, shooting hoops. Like, it was that was, like, one of the first times I ever played basketball with a girl or a girl that liked basketball. I'll play you. What? One game, one-on-one. For what? Your heart. Check. So, you know what I'm saying? And then, like, it was funny. She actually wound up, like, dating one of the dudes from the crew that I didn't fuck with at all. But I ain't, like, feel no type of way. I ain't no feelings for anything like that. But I just remember, like, she was, like, a good friend in hindsight. She was a good fr- a good neighborhood friend. I didn't really have neighborhood friends growing up like that just because people would stop going outside. So we was, like, the last, like, kind of the last generation to really give a fuck about the outdoors and playing tag and hide-go-seek and shit. So, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's my number two. Just, like, that summer of eighth grade and just those moments with um, playing basketball outside for, like, all fucking day. Just, you know what I'm saying? Just playing 21, playing basketball, being outside with all the kids from the neighborhood and shit. Like, those those are some cool times. That's what's up. That's how you know you don't give a fuck what I'm talking about. Okay. I'm fucking with you, dog. I'm fucking with you. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to figure out which one of my two I want to make number two now. Lifelong or just now? Well, one of these has got to be from this summer because I didn't prepare for any other one. Okay. Uh, Let's see. All right, fuck it. I went to Las Vegas this summer. Uh, Shit was lit. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I went there for my grandma's, like, 75th birthday or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I gambled for the first time. You know what I'm saying? Oh shit! Almost word. Became, yeah, word. Hundred percent. All right. So, so this is what happened. So in Las Vegas, you can like sign up for this thing where you get like a card, and you sign up to get the card that you use to gamble, and they give you like free money on it, right? 
but you got to spin a wheel to see what you get, right? So my mom got the card. She got $20. That's the max you can get. I spun mine. I got five bucks, right? Oh, shit. But that's $5 of free money. I was like, damn, that's kind of whack, but, you know, at least it's free. Let's see. Let's see what we can do here. So I actually started gambling on the penny slots, right? First, yeah, I'm feeling good. First, I keep, you know, I keep losing, you know. Then I start winning. Then I start losing. <laughs> and I ended up, you know, it was just, I was just like learning how to gamble, right? So then I went to this one machine, and I was on fire on that machine. I was like, oh shit! You remember, you remember the name of it, or what, what it was it called it? like a puppy slot machine or some shit. I don't know. It was it had puppies on it. Right? Shit, okay. Money. <laughs> and you got to line up three puppies in a row. And I kept, I kept, um, bro, I was on fire on that shit, bro. I kept, like, winning. So I went from five bucks, and this is like, I'm playing the penny slots. So I get up to, like, nine bucks, right? And I'm like, all right, let me get off this machine before I start losing. Let me go to another machine, right? Long story short, I end up losing all that money um, because I couldn't stop. So I see how people get addicted. Damn, <laughs> that was your first time. Yeah, bro. I, so I was losing, and I was like, fuck, let me redeem myself. I start like, placing higher bets and just losing. <laughs> it was, like, it was fun, but it, it was kind of scary, bro, to see, like, oh, I see, like, if I was rich, I'm shit, I might be fucked up. Yeah, because you betting, like, you like, I got 430000 on that shit, motherfucker. Yeah, because I started playing with some of my own money, but then I lost it. <laughs> he was like, okay, I got to stop this shit. Yeah, that was like, These shit's going to have me go, bro. All right, let me chill. I've never, like, gambling, I've never, like, thought I would be into it, but, like, like maybe on me some, neither, like. Me neither, bro. But shit, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm like, you said it was addicting, so I'm like, okay, if I fuck around and take one hit of gambling, Will I get addicted to that shit? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck? Because I know a lot of people who struggle with gambling addictions, like NBA players and shit like that. Like, what was his name? Rick Fox? Yeah. Rick Fox Fox had a, like, really public gambling addiction. And so did Michael Jordan. Bro, I see how it happens. Because, like, if you lose a decent amount, you're like, fuck, all right. That shit back. You think about when you was winning, you're like, all it takes was, like, one, two more spins, bro. And if I hit both of these, I'll be, like, way over the green line. So you just get trapped into it. Yeah, man. But yeah, don't don't do that shit. That shit. I mean, if you, my grandpa told me only gamble what you want to lose. So do that. Like, yeah, you know if you saying? can just, afford to budget that loss for fun and hope for the best. But you, the house always wins straight up. All right, bet, bet, bet. I, I, I definitely want to. I don't know if I want to try it. I probably ain't gonna try it. Cause it I'm is fun it. though. Yeah. Damn. Fuck. Okay, I'm trying. Set yourself a limit. Bro. This nigga said, "Fuck it, I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna try it. <laughs> Fuck it. You live once. God damn it. All right, Nemo." Um, shit, I'm still kind of trying to decide which one. All right, fuck it. Uh, any mighty mode, the pussy caught him by the toe. Summer 2017. All right. Okay. So. Nemo. <laughs> all right, so number two for me is, uh, number two, I'm going with, uh, I guess, summer 2017. See, there, there was a lot of shit that happened that summer. But um, see, and and it's the most recent summer too, so that's also why it's at number two. But uh, if I had to pick a particular moment, it would be, it would have to be that one day when it was me and my closest friends. We were just like, okay, wait, wait, wait. this is very hard. Okay, so summer twenty seventeen. Most of the time, I was depressed as fuck. Okay. But the times where I weren't depressed as fuck 
was when I was just with my closest homies at the time. It was, uh, damn. Okay. Summer 2017, most of the time I was depressed as fuck, but the times I wanted to depressed as fuck was when I was chilling with my boys. And that was the time where, like, I was smoking for the first time. So that also adds a little bit of nostalgia to it. But if if I had to choose one particular moment, it would be that one day where I was chilling in the car with all of my homies and the girl I was seeing at the time. And we got so fucking smacked, bro. That that, that, shit, wasn't, <laughs> that shit was not... Oh, that shit wasn't for me. Like, have you ever been at a, at an eleven? Actually, not. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. He, nah, <laughs> he always been at a twelve. He's been, he's been at a twelve before. So I've been close to that level, and that shit is that shit is uncomfortable, bro. When you get when you get that smacked, you just be like, damn, God, can I just come down, please? Because <laughs> like that was that was. Have you ever been so smacked <laughs> where you didn't know how to breathe anymore? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> your twelve and my twelve and your eleven are very different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I choose that particular day God because, damn. you know what I'm saying, man, it was just a good vibe, you know what I'm saying, we was l- listening to music, we was right, like, we was in the backyard of the plugs houses, and after that, after that, uh, after that hot box section, I guess, I literally went back to Shorty's crib, and we didn't smash it that day, but we we just had some more good vibes, you know what I'm saying, you just... Lay over pussy? It... Uh, uh, we, we we didn't smash that that oh. day, but it was just good vibes, and um, it's it's very difficult to talk about that summer for me because for one, it's still so recent. Two, I was recovering, I guess, and it's just it's just one of those lukewarm summers that I had where it just where everything just felt so right, even though things you. were just going wrong. I feel you. That time when I was like drawing animals and shit was that in the summer? Drawing animals. Remember me, you, and Steve were hanging out. Are you talking about the time where you were like at a thirteen? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you were drawing animals that day. You don't remember? Okay, I think I remember one of them. I was. <laughs> you were trying to draw the animals that you were seeing. Yes, I was trying to draw the animals I was seeing. <laughs> That wasn't in the It was so hard to describe because I'm not even a good artist, so <laughs> it made it even more confusing. <laughs> I was like, bro, I was like seeing a different reality or some shit. <laughs> all right, all right, okay. Ra, it's your turn. Um, all right. <clears throat> so this was probably like one of the first, like, I guess, specific instances I, I can remember that I did during the summer. Um, so. I was, this is another one in Chicago, so, um, shit, this was, like, when I was in ninth grade or some shit at this point. Um, <laughs> me and my cousins were out in the streets just, you know, walking, just, you know what I'm saying, doing shit, just kicking shit, you know what I'm saying, talking shit or whatever. And then one of my cousins decided that it would be fun to ding-dong ditch people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so oh, yeah, ding-dong ditch is always fun. So I think, yeah, I think maybe two people might have, fuck, wait, 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 yeah, I think might have two people may have actually done it. And I think I, I think I might have did one, and then just fucking ran and took off or whatever. But that, that that's my number one. It's just that specific like summer memory of just like being in the streets with my cousins, um, you know what I'm saying? Just being on vacation and shit, and then just having a good time, ding dong ditching people, and just running and just, just just doing like just stupid 
you know what I'm saying, kid shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's my number one. Just being out with my cousins doing uh dinging on ditching people and um just, you know, good energy and good vibes that year for real. So that's my number one. Yeah, on ditch was always the shit. You know what I'm saying? Just running, especially when you think like especially when you think you hear like <laughs> or somebody coming, you're like, Oh shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh shit. It's a, so that shit that shit was fun, bro. That shit was sending a gentleman rush through me. Bro, I remember we played Ding Dong Ditch the the day after Halloween. That shit was so fire. <laughs> that shit was so fire. All right. Them nice ass houses. It's my turn, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's your turn, bro. All right, this is my virginity story. <laughs> he was like, yeah, he, he, Nemo, yeah. Since Nemo started it, I was like, all right, fuck it. Okay, okay. So this is summer 2015, right? Way back when. Graduated high school that year, man. That's an important year in our lives. Yeah, man. Um, so this is a su- this was a pretty good summer for me, overall. Uh, that's that's like when I had my first like what I would consider serious relationship, right? Okay, so me and my girl at the time we're hanging out, right? She's fin- she's like finna uh, she's finna leave because she's finna go like visit family or something, right? Right. And we had been talking about this for for a minute, right? But it was never in a situation for it to happen because her parents always be home talking to me and stuff. Or like, you know what I'm saying? Just shit never lined up until this specific day, right? So I'm like, let me take you on a date before you leave for a few weeks or whatever. Let let me, um, we'll go to the park, right? And I was just cooking up the plan in my head of like, how are we going to do this shit, right? So I bought... Her, I bought like her favorite food, pineapple pizza. I like that shit too. Mm-hmm. So we're just hanging out, having a, having a park date, right? And at the time, I I didn't drive at all, so we're hanging out. You know, the the the, the day is winding down to a close, and she told her parents like she's like, oh yeah, we're gonna be at the park, right? So her parents knew we were hanging out, but only at the park. So I call my mom to pick us up. I was like, yeah, can you drop us off at um, blah, blah, blah house? We're just going to hang out. You know what I'm saying? She's like, her parents over there? I was like, yeah, you know, yeah, they're they're cool with it. So we go over there. We're, like, walking through our neighborhood. And, like, in my head, I'm I'm just getting, like, I talked to her about it. She, I'm like, you want to do this? She's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, shit. So I'm getting hyped up in my head, right? So make it to her house. Walk through the little backward back. Um, backwoods pass, go up there, and, you know, shit happens, right? (laughs) So then after that, I'm just like, oh, shit, that was dope, right? (laughs) Then she's like, gets a call. She's like, my parents are on the way back right now, (laughs) right? And, like, (laughs) her parents, she, she was, I was like, oh, how far are they? She was like, they're in the neighborhood right now, right? So I was like, oh, shit. She was like, yeah, you got to get your stuff. I was like, oh, shit. So I'm getting dressed. I'm getting my stuff. And I'm like, go out the back door, right? So as I walk out, like, is this lady <laughs> next door that looks out the window and sees me. And I just smile. And I'm just like, hey, I, you know. <laughs> so I I, uh, I throw away something in the trash. And then I, I start walking down the path, right? I look down the path, down the street, 
who do I see but her fucking parents walking down the street to the house. And they're not supposed to know I'm there, right? So I was like, oh, fuck. So I run to the side of another house. And then I kind of like, like, you know how when you're in a neighborhood, even if you're on the side of a house, we could see each other walking past, like, the open, open area, right? So I'm, like, hiding behind the house. And then I'm, like, looking at them get closer to me and I like hide until I see them pass by me and then I run to the um the big open like field area in the front of our neighborhood then I just called to get picked up you know what I'm saying I told my friend Trey what happened he was happy for me and that's 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 what happened that's what happened yeah man look both of y'all have summer virginity stories yeah. and that shit's cool in the as same fuck, year right? in the same fucking year that's just dope as fuck yeah and and the girl's names rhyme too <laughs> <laughs> let's not get into that one <laughs> but yeah all right so my number one is summer 2014 when i met the uh the ex bitch <laughs> so the reason why this is higher than the virginity story is because we I, I just had a lot more fun so <laughs> oh shit so we had already been talking for about like a month or something like i i had the reason okay i had met her on instagram and um she had slid in my dm because oh wait wait that was before dms were even a thing so I commented. I commented on her pic because she uh, she went to the Tyler she went to the Tyler show, and I did too. So I was like, "Oh shit! I think I saw you. You were like on the same row as me." And she was like, "Oh yeah." So then we kind of just started talking as friends for a couple months. Then I decided to land the juice on her because I was bored. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we decided to link up in the middle of June 2014 because Trash Talk was having a, a free show in downtown Atlanta. Trash Talk is a is a band that was signed to Odd Future. So we decided to just meet up there and literally when I when I saw her the first thing she said was me, the first thing she said to me was, "Dang, you're short." God damn. Fuck. And, and Not even a hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Human to human. I feel like something, You're short. I feel like something similar has happened to me before. I can't exactly remember what it was, where that's like the first thing they say, and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> wait, the first time, like, okay, so wait, just for, like the first time you interact with a person ever, they the say first that? time you meet a girl in person. Oh, in person, they say, oh, you're short. Yeah. I, um, no, yeah, that, that happened to me. That specific thing happened to me. Yeah. With a girl, she was like, you're short. She was like, are you really, blah, like, this height? I was like, yes, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> That's never happened to me, and I'm shorter than him. Hey. So maybe uh, you look taller in pictures. I don't know. Hey. I, don't. I mean, shit, we was the same height. I think I'm just not the average, like, type of nigga this girl was effing with. Like, I'm not no <laughs> ba- basketball player. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I'm not 6'5", so I'm short. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm 5'11". Yeah, you're, you're average height. A little bit above average, maybe a little bit. You're about slightly above like one average. inch above average. Yeah, I'm literally just on average. I'm like five. But nine. I never thought I was five short. Ten. Well, I did think I was short, but I'm not short. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're it, not it's short. It's definitely not notable. For you it's not like it's not. It's not it a descriptor. Loud. It's not a descriptor. Oh, the short dude. Yeah. Like that's not somebody we would say. Oh, you're like. Yeah, we I was describe like, you I was like, that. why is it the first thing you say? You negative. Like what? The <laughs> <fuck>? <laughs> negative ass bitch. I hate you. Like what the fuck? Why not my insecurities and shit, bitch? I wish I was six one. Why are you doing this to me right now? <laughs> 
<laughs> you still mess with a nigga at five eleven? That shit just is so awkward. You be, like, <laughs> you be like, what? What do I say to that? Uh, okay. Honestly, I forgot what I said. There was probably some some. I don't know. But anyways. She was like, you're almost my height. I was like, you're like five foot zero. What the fuck? <laughs> she was five feet and you're <laughs> yes. a whole. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, she must have just got used to seven foot wanted, plus. Yeah. yeah. She just wanted to just talk some shit right quick. That's what I think it was. Just flirting this, like, like that? What kind of way? I don't think it was flirting. I think it was like. You just talk shit. This nigga isn't fucking 6'3". See, I don't like bitches that flirt like that. It's just... Because uh, it's really something that you might be kind of low-key sensitive <laughs> about. Nah, it's just... It's just... Nah. It was just yeah. weird. Yeah. That's like... Flirt with me like... I just wasn't expecting that. I, I was like, huh? Yeah. All right. You don't like the roasting flirt, and you like the actual kind of like... Flirt with me on like some... Yeah. I'm talking about me? Yeah, I'm talking to him. Oh. Yeah, I don't, I don't like the the roasting flirting unless, like, we're just at that stage. I feel that. I we first meet and it can kind of leave a weird it. impression. Yeah, if it's like the first, like, the, you ugly fuck. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what? Them whack-ass shoes you got on, them old-ass fucking jacket. Yeah. <laughs> like, actually, that hairline having that vibe. <laughs> like, she's actually like roasting you <laughs> and saying it's flirting. <laughs> I'm like, bitch, you just don't like me. you just bored. Like, you just, take me on a date, bitch-ass nigga. Like, what are you yeah, talking about? I don't about? like that. I, I'm wouldn't you. Like, you just point out every little thing. Like, some girls do do that. Though. I've noticed some girls I've interacted with, there's just, like, they everything they say after the conversation is just, like, pointing out something about you or, like, it's just, like, shit, like, why do you, like, why do you, like, why do you, like, and it's just, like, the fuck, I'm just, you chill. know what I'm saying? Just chill. Give it 10 minutes before you start. And I like the, ro- like, I can do the roasting, joking, kind of flirting or whatever, but, like, I like, at each point, like. But you that's, know what was it all the time? <laughs> what happened? That's not even a joke. That's just like you just short. are being rude. This is the first thing you say. Like, <laughs> yeah, your forehead's big. And if, with flirting, it's all about how you say it. If she'd have been like, "Oh, you're so like nah. you," you picked up on the energy. I think I think it would have changed it's, a little sure. bit. I'm, I'm sorry. We'll continue. <laughs> um, so you're short, and then yeah. So she was like, "Yeah, you're short." And after that, we just kind of like I don't know, chat or whatever. Just wait, cause like. We, I pulled up to the venue like six hours early or whatever. But anyway, so we're we're chatting and whatever, and then left brain comes, and then you know what I'm saying we get a picture of the left brain, and uh, then after that we meet this uh, this dude. I, I want to call him a crackhead because that nigga was cool as fuck. But but we met my nigga Murdoch. That nigga is a legend. He he had bro. He had the Hennessy in his hand. He 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 came to talk to us like we were human beings. He actually had a conversation with us. He was like, "Yo, bro, you do that, good for you, bro." I don't know. It was something about Murdoch that was just. I feel that. He was different from other crackheads. Yeah, he was different. From other <laughs> he said, "I don't want to call him a crackhead because he was cool as fuck." He was a high class crackhead. I don't think he. I don't even think he was a crackhead. He, just he was dabbled just dabbled in some crack. <laughs> <laughs> Part time crackhead. He was probably just. He was probably just a homeless guy. Uh, oh, okay. To be to okay. be real. Okay. Okay. So um. So yeah, while we're waiting for the like for the doors to open or whatever, we're like walking around, and then like I say to her, like, bro, what? <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's, I don't know why we're laughing. That shit is just. I don't know why. That shit was just funny. Dabbled a little, little crack <laughs> every now and then. You know, you, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, bro. So um, so then uh, I just say I don't know. Oh yeah, we're, we're walking around waiting for the doors to open and at one particular moment i was just like uh we should kiss while we have the time and then she was and <laughs> i love the way 
you shoot your shot with that t- with that with that kind of shit. You say it so confidently. <laughs> yeah, so I, like, but you're short. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason why I said it confidently was because I didn't know what to say. Cause like I, I I wanted to get the kiss going, but I didn't know what to say. So I, so I was just like, yeah, we should get this kiss going while we have the time. And then she was like, wow, you just came out and said it. And then she was like, yeah, and yeah. And then we just did it. We just we, we did the kiss, and it felt like fucking fireworks and all that gay shit. And then af- after the first kiss, there was um a random ass nigga across the street. He was selling CDs CDs or whatever. He just came up to us. He was like, hey man, y'all are a cute couple, man. But would you like to buy? Would you like to buy my CDs real quick? Oh <laughs> hell no! <laughs> <laughs> this is an Atlanta episode. But I like how Nuno said it like he was like about to play a game of cards. We should get this kiss going. Right <laughs> I just love the how because that's like some confidence shit. Like it's just like okay, I don't know how to say this and not like be totally blunt about how what I want in this moment. But like we should kiss like. Get about. this kiss going right Get quick. Get this kiss going right <laughs> quick. You know what I'm saying? Get this kiss started off. Yeah. Back when you were just young and didn't overthink stuff. And this is this what yeah. year is this again? 2017? 2014. That's, 2014. So, that's so 2014. pure. <laughs> we should kiss. Get this kiss going. She's yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Tight. So then um when the doors finally opened again the show, of course the show is lit as fuck. And, like, in the midst of all the moshing and shit, we're, like, making out and all the fireworks and all that shit. Again. Yeah, and it, it was really lit. And then she walked me back to the train station or whatever because, you know, kids still have to be picked up at, like, 10 o'clock. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I really only stayed in the show for, like, an hour, which is lame because niggas have to be home early. But, yeah, that's my top one summer moment, 2014, when I... <coughs> Linked up with her trash talk. That's what's up. Wow. That's what's up, bro. That was that sounded like it was a very very good day. Actually, in hindsight, yeah, it was a really good. I can day. feel the energy of that. I can. Day. I can definitely relate to that shit because yeah. it's just when you with that you know that certain special person at a you know that time when you really needed it or whatever, and you just it's kind of it's almost like a fairy tale, like a dream. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And you don't want to just like you don't want to just leave that moment. You want to stay in that moment. Yeah. Just have that feeling. Word. And that's why I had to take you guys to that particular venue. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you guys felt n- absolutely none of the shit I was feeling. Because, like, I was definitely in my feelings when we yeah, went yeah. back there. But y'all were that just was like. your moment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, he yeah. said you don't even remember because they were having oh, yeah. the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Now it all makes sense. It all fucking makes sense. Yep, that's what happens when you have memories someplace. Rob was just like, what is this, a place? Yeah, you, <laughs> yeah, y'all were just like, okay. No, I felt. No, no, we felt like I understood what you were saying, but, but now it story, makes more sense. It's, 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 it feels more vivid. Yeah, it's more vivid. That's yeah, it feels more vivid. You painted out a really good picture with it. So, uh, I don't know how you vote on summer moments, but which just summer, some of y'all favorite summer yeah, moments? Yeah, yeah. How about that one? Share some of your favorite summer moments in the Discord. In the yep. Discord. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I definitely want to hear about you guys playing Xbox with your cousin. I really want to. <laughs> you sound like you don't, but he does. No, yeah, <laughs> I, I really, I, I, I want those those cousin moments because I never had those cousin moments like that. Uh-huh. You dig, you dig. So that yeah. was our top three. Y'all yeah. want to run through it one more time? Sure. I had packing up the family to move, losing $8 in gambling, <laughs> then losing my virginity. See, you had all the, you had all, you had all the ones where you, like, where you lost shit. Yeah, had to like prepare for shit, 
Mm-hmm. Mine are just fun moments. Now, if if we were gonna do the the most memorable, yeah, moments, I don't have that many fun moments in just in summer besides number one. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. But See, hey, that's just me. I, I could have put some more, some more <coughs> whatevers. But for me, uh, my number three was losing my virginity, summer twenty fifteen. Number two was summer twenty seventeen, where I was just with the homies. Uh, and number one was Trash Talk 2014 when I met a girl I spent three years of my life with. And my top three was number three. Um, I went to the Taste of Chicago one summer when I went to Chicago. Number two was just, you know, eighth grade summer, I guess, just in my neighborhood that I was staying in, just hooping, you know what I'm saying, interacting with, you know, the people I was cool with that summer. And uh, my number one was Ding Dong Ditching in Chicago again. You dig you know what I'm saying? Fun times, good times. Shit, I'll never forget, man. Real shit. Okay. It's time to get serious. <laughs> <laughs> that was the strongest okay he's like, ever yeah. said on like, the show. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Fuck you, man. Okay. All right, it's time to get to the show and tell segment of the show. We haven't done a show and tell in a hot minute. Feels like. Right, right. it feels like a while. But if you're new to the show, uh, show and tell is when we bring up something random or we feel like under talked about that we want to talk about to the other guys and see what they think. And you guys can participate as well. Give us your opinions on the topic. But yeah, let's just get into it without further ado. Y'all want me to go first? Sure. Okay. So here's my show and tell. Hold up, hold up. Let me find it. Okay, hold up. One second. Okay. There were two AI chatbots created by Facebook to talk to each other, but they got shut down after they started creating and communicating in a language that they made for themselves. Whoa. What the <laughs> fucking shit? Isn't that kind of scary? Oh, All right, let wait, me repeat, that, repeat that again? Face, okay, so look, I'm going to read you the article. Facebook's artificial intelligence robots shut down after they start talking to each other in their own language. Facebook abandoned an experiment after two artificially intelligent programs appeared to be chatting to each other in a strange language that only they understood. The two chatbots came to create their own language, their own changes to English that made it easier for them to work, but which remained mysterious to the humans that were looking after them. The bizarre discussions came as Facebook challenged its chatbots to try and negotiate with each other over a trade, attempting to swap hats and other items. But they quickly broke down as the robots appeared to chat to each other in a language that they each understood, but which appears mostly incomprehensible to humans. So you can go to this article. This is from independent.co.uk and see how they were talking to each other. They modified English, and they the Facebook designers of these chatbot AI they programmed them to communicate with each other and trade things, right? But they didn't specifically put it in the code to only use English or only stick to one language. So they modified English and created their own language, which, which made it easier for them to trade items. And they would be making deals and trading items using their own language that the people from Facebook couldn't understand. So they shut it down because they said the goal was to create bots that humans can interact with. Oh, wow. Technology two, is yeah, fucking two insane. AI robots created their own language and were talking to each other. How fucking, see, that's when you're like, you fucking mm-hmm. pour too much brain juice in the goddamn experiment and it winds up outthinking your ass. How how wild is that, though? That's pretty fucking Bro, wild. Bro, that shit, actually, now that you think about it, that shit is kind of like. That's, ew. Yeah. What the fuck? Like, I read that and I was like, the fuck? <laughs> I read just the headline and I was like, huh? These motherfuckers made their own language. Bro, and it's so crazy because you think about, like, robots and shit they're not like 
they're just cold data and machinery, right? Supposedly. Yeah, so, but on their own time, they made up a language somehow, and like that, that's just scary. That's, bro. that's weird. That, that's weird. That's fucking weird. <coughs> and see, they would be referring to themselves, and like you could read it. They would be trying to bid with each other, and then they said some of them would end in bids, some of them would end in like no, no deal type shit. Uh, that's, that's fucking cringy, bro. Yeah, that's I'm sorry, bro. We need to be careful about these fucking robots. It's pretty scary. Yeah, yeah. Because like, like, what if they started the creating their own language and they're like, kill the humans? Exactly, bro. Okay, so that reminds me of this one video I saw a few summers ago, and it was literally just an Alexa bot talking to like a Cortana bot, some something like that, and they were they were literally having a completely normal conversation at first, but then they started arguing with each other. And that shit became really weird. And then it just started saying random shit again. You see, you brought... Man, he, Yo, he, have you ever seen that movie, Her? Mm, I haven't no. seen the full movie, but there's a scene where uh, the guy, he, you know, he has the, like, the robot controlling his house, Her, whatever. And she's he programmed in... Or she, like... I forgot exactly what happened. But she was talking to this other AI that was online that was, like, a famous poet. And they had the voices of these people, but they were just robots. And they would log off and say, can we go talk to each other? He said, she was like, we're communicating. It's, it's easier for us to communicate without speaking because we're able to communicate in a way that you wouldn't be able to comprehend. And they would just log off and communicate like non-verbally without using their little fake AI words. And they would communicate through code in a way that like was easier for them to understand. Like if you were just talking to a girl with Damn. just your brain or something. Damn, now we're trying That's to... That's crazy. So now that reminded me of this. Because I'm like, they created shorthand for English so that they can easy trade easier. Who knows what the fuck they were saying. And they... Bruh. Yeah, like if you really think about it, that's some really like... We don't... At least I'll speak for myself. When you don't have the mental capacity to fucking totally understand shit like that right now. Like they created their own fucking language. Like they were... In like the, a few, you know what I'm saying? Not that long of a time. Right, how, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like instantly, this like, they almost had a plan. Like, okay, we gonna plan and act like we gonna fucking speak English. <laughs> on the low, nigga. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we got, we got something, we got something for y'all, y'all don't know what's coming. And I recently watched that movie, Mother. I don't know if y'all saw I've oh, heard no, about I, it, but I haven't I seen it. I Am Mother with that robot. Oh, yeah, I didn't see that. So that reminded me of that shit too. Man, this shit's. This shit going too far, bro. I don't, yeah, we're starting, we're starting to give robots fucking feelings and shit. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, Fucking, I, I, uh, we gotta talk about that in depth one day Cause I I'd be There's like a moral ambiguity when it comes to robots Cause you're like At one point does something become Too non-human Or too, too what, At what point does something become conscious Like what is a consciousness Because yeah. there's this argument of like Robots aren't real because they're a bunch of cogs and gears. And uh, yeah, whatever. are they insubstantial or are they but, substantial But what are we if not a bunch of organic cogs and gears and shit if robots have feelings the only difference between us and nature is that we have feelings and emotions but who's to say a robot can't have feelings? that's what i'm saying with this so yeah, are they evolu- are they like what's the word evolutionizing evolving evolving, <laughs> evolving into like more of human-like beings that's what i'm saying like where's that line where's the line to where it's it becomes cruel to mistreat a robot or something i don't know it's weird to think about like if they could like if if a robot is really just a machine, like just a computer sitting there, but they could exist when we're dead, 
doesn't how does that work like if they have a whole bunch if they have a whole society after we're gone of a bunch of robots that are interacting with each other but we're like long dead does that count for nothing or or is it like i don't know like at what point does this be like oh this is society versus this just a bunch of machinery walking around i have no fucking idea bro. but yeah that's that's yeah they were talking they created their own language that was a pretty cool show and tell, to be honest. That shit was that shit was cool and interesting. Yeah, that shit was interesting, but weird as fuck. That shit is weird to think about. Then that I don't, bro. For I can't the, think for, about for it. the longest, the niggas have been like making movies and little shows about the robots taking over. But now that I'm actually witnessing this slowly happening before my eyes. That shit's fucking creepy. Like we got self-driven cars now. Yeah, yeah. Got, I was actually about, to, about that in the last. We got yeah. humans trying to look like robots now. Uh, well, wait, wait. I meant the other way around. We got robots trying to look like humans, and now yeah. we got fucking military niggas hiding the robots like, for the next decade. If you plug emotions, fears, intelligence, and you make it look like a human, at what point is it like, okay, this isn't a human? Like, you know what I'm saying? And we also got fucking human-like sex dolls now that look just like girls. Yeah. They're probably going to robot. Oh, yeah. Robots Bro, too. I was going to bring that shit up when you talked about that shit, because in that Jay-Z video, that 404 video, he had a clip. Where it was like this, like, like this, um, it's a certain term for him, but she was essentially a robot, like this, um, kind of realistic photo, like a robot woman. You remember that clip in that video where she was like, am I alive? Do I actually exist? Can I die? And it's like, that shit right there is like, where are we going? Are they, uh, like, can they feel something? If they're able to ask questions like that, (laughs) who, like, or is it just always know is they're just machines i just feel like the, pr- the programmers just be weird as fuck when they program shit like that because <laughs> you can like now there are vacuums that they hit the wall they know to turn so can they feel something feel pain maybe or simulated pain i don't fucking know uh, i don't know man maybe should, we might not never fucking know everything everything's getting too real now video games <sighs> getting too real now yeah man yeah. Everything's like everything is sensitive to the human senses now, so we're all seeing shit like what the fuck, bro. That that was that's, that's definitely interesting. Something to look in the future about. Yeah. Okay. Who wants to go next? Fuck it. I'll I'll go next. Um, now this is something I've been watching very closely for a few years, but um, there's actually uh, how, how do I want to bring this? Okay, this is something I've been watching very closely for a, a few years but there actually is a brand new college football game coming back called Doug Flutie's Maximum Football 2019 and the reason why that is significant to a lot of football fans is because uh it's been over 6 years since we've had a college football game and that's because two former college athletes came to EA Sports and they were like Yo, my likeness is being represented in this game, and everybody knows that NCAA players oh. are not allowed to get paid, so it's a whole lot of legality involved. But that's so. I was so confused. You're talking about a video game. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. And so it's called what again? Doug Flutie's Maximum Football 2019. Now, this football game it won't have the real names of the college football teams and players, but. It'll be generic, and you can create them if you if you so feel like it. Okay. Okay. Here, here's our school being represented in the game. Oh wow! Atlanta, oh, that shit Atlanta cool. State. <laughs> Atlanta State. That shit looks pretty close. It does. Yeah. They look like a nigga we know. <laughs> so yeah, um, it's gonna come with like 
over 150 teams that you can create. The graphics look pretty good. Yeah, the graphics look pretty good. Um, what else is? What else should I mention about? <laughs> so it's just gonna have like actual people's stats, but just not say their name. Yeah, well oh, that's that's you, how it was. So you said the reason why like some pe- people are saying that's my likeness and stuff. Yeah, they see two former college athletes came to EA Sports with a lawsuit ready, and the, here's how the college football games work. I mean, the, here's how the EA Sports college football games work in the past. They would have the real schools with the real logos and stadiums, but for the players, it would just have a generic nigga. It won't have their real name, just their their number. But since the graphics were getting very advanced. It was becoming like them. <laughs> yeah, it was it was becoming too obvious that oh, that's definitely that nigga when he was in college. So yeah, that's what happened, and because of that lawsuit, EA Sports had to stop making college games altogether. And for six years straight, there has there have been no college games, but now that's finally changing. So if you want to play a college football game, this is your chance. It's, it's coming out September this year, Max and Flutie's. it's yeah, and it's only. <coughs> It's only thirty dollars. So oh wow, that's, that's not yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, so definitely give that a look if you're into college football. I know I will be playing this shit because I skipped out on Madden for it. Madden is trash. We finally got an alternative. That's another why. That's another reason why this is pretty big news. Is uh, there hasn't been another football game other than Madden for a, a long time. Hmm. So let's see if this one is actually like. Good. It looks good on the surface. Let's yeah. see how it controls and all that. Yeah, it's oh, pretty yeah. cool. And yeah. another and another thing, there's only one nigga making this game too. Wow. Oh wow, one person is doing all this. Yeah, and I'm not gonna cap. The first two games that they, that they made was pretty trash, but this year they're making a whole lot of adjustments. They got new graphics, new uh, animations. They got new school. It's it's crazy. This new menu. I feel like it is. Yeah, they only come up. They, they take baby steps, and now they're getting re- even better. Yeah. yeah we definitely can relate cool. to that. I might check it. I might buy it. It's yeah. coming out on, like, major titles. Yeah, it's going to be on PS4 and Xbox. Okay, cool. Yeah, they got it. That's big. For them. That's big. Um, shit, my show and tell is nothing like. like <laughs> my show and tell is usually be so far fucking left. This is going to sound like a hot question, but it's just something I would usually be thinking about. Like, all right, so, like, we know. You know what I'm saying? Animals exist and shit. <laughs> <laughs> this we know. This we know, right? And I be thinking to myself, like, this is a topic of conversation and shit, but, like, yeah. like how do we as humans really know what they are as opposed to the names that we just gave these these living beings? Like, we, you can think about it as, like, okay, that's a lion, right? Uh-huh. We don't – that's the name is we as humans define this as a lion. Yeah. But do we really know what this living, breathing thing is? other than what we just gave a definition to. Like, that's kind of what I was thinking. Like, and some, like somebody else, like, brought that up to me just as far as, like, bro, you like, they were just saying, like, everything is, like, we have to define our reality by things that we can just understand uh-huh. and things that we our mental capacity can handle. So that's why we have to label things and, like, kind of just, you know, give directions and things like that because everything is literally just, if you really think about it, everything is just literally too abstract, Okay. To really like, unless we have to, because we have the intellectual capacity to just say, okay, how I'm going to understand this? I'm going to make this this so that I can comp- compartmentalize it and then make it, you know what I'm saying? Make it understandable uh, uh, to me. Okay. That took a deep turn. Yeah. It definitely started out as just a high question. But <laughs> that's what, like, that's the deeper conversation is like, 
bro, like, do we really know what anything in, like, nature what, is? What or anything like, is really made of? Or, yeah. Or if it's even similar to other things that we understand, I guess. Yeah. I began questioning that when I was six. <laughs> really? Yeah. I, I always thought about that. I was just, like... And especially as I got older and just started seeing, like, because, like, as we, you're taught, like, certain things. So you're just, like, you don't think twice about it. You just you just go what you're taught. Yeah. And you're just, like, okay, well, what the fuck? And then, so, like, and then actually just, like, you know, we watch, I don't know about y'all, but I watch nature documentaries. And I watch, like, lions and tigers and stuff from yeah. time to time. And so, like, I just be looking at them shits, like, bro, what the fuck? Like, this, whatever the universe is or whatever that thing is decided to make these and put us with these types of beings. Yeah. Like, it's like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> you you would think that they wouldn't go together if like the creators was like nah this could kill this but here it goes and yeah the the way that our earth is set up is very interesting I'll say that for sure because yeah off face value you wouldn't think that you would make I don't know I don't know it, it, it I'm trying to phrase this correctly but I see what you mean to where if you just saw if you were from another planet and you saw a lion and a human, you wouldn't necessarily think they were from the same spot, I guess. But yeah, I'm, I'm hold up. I can see why you would think that's a high question <laughs> because people would sometimes don't even want to think that deep. They're just like, "Nigga's a fucking lion," like you know what I'm saying. But so you are, know, are you saying that there could be a different name for it that the universe gave it, or maybe not the universe? I guess like you know, I guess lion, yeah, like yeah. What a lion would call itself. Lion's yeah, or something like that, or like what, like that's just like, like literally just our just by our own our own brains and definitions. That's what we attributed. So maybe was it if we didn't give it a name, was it nothing before humans got here, or what was it? You know what I'm saying? What was it considered? They've been on the planet millions was of years before us. Was it considered? You know what I'm saying? But yeah, that was just you know something I wanted to put out there, just like a, some shit I be thinking about sometimes because it's just like animals have been here millions of years before us. Yeah, and it's like and we have names and structure for things, but animals. You think animals be like giving us names? <laughs> 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 like a fucking pride Look at of this lions. Fuck nigga right here. This fucking nigga right here, dog. <laughs> fuck Quantrevis and shit. Like, that's <laughs> the name of humans in their eyes. <laughs> fuck niggas. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow. Somehow. Everybody, including all races, are just fuck niggas to them. They're just like, we don't fuck with fuck them. Fuck niggas like them. are coming. Man, Hunt, oh. Hunter well, fuck niggas. And, like, I was also, we were also saying, like, to animals, we probably look like the weirdest because we stand on two legs and shit. We stand on two legs. We got opposable thumbs and shit. And they're just like, what the fuck are you? What the fuck am I? What the fuck are you? I be thinking like what? it Because according to evolution, right, we all started off on equal footing, right? Like humans and other animals, right? So what was the thing that sparked us to just get so damn smart that we're creating houses and electronics and shit when we realized fire was a thing yeah but monkeys know about fire i don't see them with like psps and shit well well, some of them know how to use it they might the the lab monkeys but they haven't created i I think in like my anthropology class it was supposed to be something to do with our brains just got bigger but i'd be wondering why ours got so big and nothing else is as smart as us or even near near as smart as us. You know what I mean? Like, how crazy yeah. would it be if there was a real, a whole nother species that had their own thing going on, like language and all that shit, and they look like a little, I don't know, like a tiny leopard man or something. They're a different species, and, like, they, um, what am I trying to say? 
they're like as smart as like a, a 13 year old or something that was like their limit like why isn't it like that why are we just the smartest thing on earth and that's it and nothing's even close that's what i'm saying like what is that's yeah that was part of like the bigger conversation too is just like what if like the roles were reversed and they were they had the mental power to define us as just whatever and then we just attribute that definition and then never question it and just be like it's whatever <laughs> what the fuck something to think about this, yeah. this is the type of conversation that gets teachers kicked out of schools. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all think it too hard. <laughs> right, don't think about that shit. You dig? So, yeah, that was my show and tell. Just a little, you know, kind of thought-provoking, I guess, question, I guess. Hey. I want to know what the viewers think. If if a lion wasn't a lion, what is it? You dig? Or, like, what really is it? Like, if you didn't have that human definition to it, like, what would it be? Or what was it before we gave it that? A tiger, lion, tiger, fucking snake, whatever, fuck anything. Cause shit, if we being literal, you can do that with any fucking thing. What makes us a table or a tree or some fucking paper? <laughs> it looks so. It's just like, bro, yeah. So yeah, that was just. I don't know. Basically, I guess it was just like human definitions of shit. So yeah. yeah. Let us know what y'all think in the Discord about that. That's that's interesting. Yeah. I wish I had. Tell, I mean, I wish I was a tree. Me too. Bro. I wish I was a cloud. I would have telekinesis and watch everybody. That'd be pretty dope. That'd be fire. So, yeah, you know what I'm saying? That was the much I was out for this week. <laughs> Later. Oh, shit. No, let's close out the show. Right it's now. been entire. My God, damn. Uh, okay. My name's Huey Revolution. You can follow me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. He was like, okay, let's go. Fuck. <laughs> My name's Huey Revolution. You can follow me on everywhere at Huey Revolution. Uh, you can follow all of us as a collective at Low Mid Productions on Instagram and Low Mid on YouTube. And, uh, yeah, share the podcast with your friends. You dig? And you can follow me on Instagram at King Ramil, R-A-H-M-I-L. And, you know what I'm saying, that's part of keeping up with Low Mid and everything that we got going on. So we appreciate the support you guys have been showing so far. We've been getting the listener stats. We really appreciate you guys who've been listening to the podcast. Follow Low Mid and support it any way that you can, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can follow me. On Instagram at Nemo the Zeus. Yeah. Yeah. And you can also check out Huey's brand new song oh, called shit. Sick. Yeah. I got a new song called Sick. Check that shit out. Go to my Instagram and uh or my SoundCloud and listen to it. It's the newest one. S I C K Sick. Share the podcast with people, uh with other people from our generation because I feel like we're the only youth podcast. You know what I'm saying? And we're definitely the best one too at the same <laughs> time. Yo, the fuck going on? So thanks for listening, dog. Yeah, and join our Discord server. You dig? Shout out. Peace. Peace. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.